listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Before us, the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Podcasting to you from the strip mall capital of the world, where I, for one, am excited for a holiday that is not completely surrounded with strange esoteric slash cult imagery. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkitty. And after driving from Chakota to Piedmont, Oklahoma, and podcasting from here, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Is it, does anybody else find it, like, do you especially find it at all ironic that I told you, I'm like, I'm moving to Oklahoma, and you're like, I think I am too, and then I'm like, yeah, it's great, and then we got here, and like, you've seen way more of the state, probably than I ever have. Yeah, I mean, this, I went from one extreme of working from home to quite another extreme. You did? That's a great, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I've been... Uh, in the last eight days, I've been various places in Kansas, five of those days, uh, once in the Tulsa area today out, you know, right on the shores of Lake Eufaula. And the other day that I had a lead was out the other direction out West. So, yeah, I see all sorts of places. I mean, the place I went tonight, you know, and you'd never go there is behind a a gate into a little community of people some with lake houses some with some live there full time but yeah interesting interesting uh go ahead had a large dog named duke that uh peed on my little toolbox it was the first it's good yeah He wanted to let you know whose house you were in. <laughs> yeah, he did. This is my house, my friend. Just <laughs> want to make sure you're understanding he, that. He was quite friendly, but uh, yeah. He, <laughs> this is my house. So, fortunately, we were outside at that time. Mm-hmm. The owner was very apologetic and hosed it off, but yeah. That was a first. So. Excellent. Knock on wood, uh, despite... You know, my, I don't know, 200 dog encounters have not been bitten yet. So, 
Yeah. I've, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've been bitten many times. A quick programming note. If we could change, you got browser setting. I just wanted to. Oh, do I? Yeah. No, I, I've, I've, I've had good luck with the, with the dogs too. I did some. uh, While we're programming. Oh. You are recording, correct? Yes, yes, yes. We're going to leave all that in. Let them, let them under, see the, the, how the sausage is made. Did you just turn yourself down? Go ahead. I did. Yeah. Should I not? Yeah, not today. It seems like you're plenty loud. So. Okay. Um, well, no, in the end, I mean, maybe there'll be a horrible hum. Or maybe it'll just record me and not the guest, yeah. not you. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, that happened to our friends over at the uh, Canary Cry. Canary Cry, but they, I don't know if they had two versions, but anyway, it was fixed. They are far more technical than we are. And uh, they do, hey, we're going to stream this on X and stream this on Rumble and then record it in a pod and like, do all of the things. So mm-hmm. the benefit of, of doing that is you got multiple multiple things saved, you know, multiple uploads. So yeah. I think the Rumble stream was saved there. So I haven't, okay. I, lis- I, I started listening to it. I haven't had a chance to, to go all the way through yet, but uh, uh, yeah. really good. Really, is it really good? Yes. You yeah, heard the whole had, thing? Yep. With Adam Curry. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I guess we're letting everybody know now. For those who don't know, it was mentioned in the Telegram chat. Adam Curry had, or excuse me, uh, Canary Cry Radio had Adam Curry on. So, yeah. It was. And your words are really, really good. Yes. I 100, 100% <laughs> recommend people go listen to that. Very good. Yeah. Because they. For, he gave them uh, more of like a, a history, even after, you know, I've listened to No Agenda for however many years, and he went more into his personal history. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's, that's, than he ever has on No Agenda. And then he, um, he went into, you know, more details on, um, how he became a Christian and wow. what, yeah. what led to that. And yeah, so that's, that's really cool. And good for Basil and Gons to get him on and to, to get that kind of all squared away and, 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 and kind of close those loops for us. Cause those, you know, those of us on the outside looking in have just kind of guessed at what's happened. And, uh, it's kind of cool that they got a chance to really ask the man that stuff, you know, yep. uh, get him to explain those things. We, uh, it's crazy, right? Like Basil, Basil and Gon started their podcast before they knew what No Agenda was. I know that for sure. And I, we started this podcast before we knew what No Agenda was. Yeah. And then yeah. both of both of our podcasts have been heavily influenced by No Agenda. So uh, really cool that they had him on the show. I, I can't wait to uh, – I only, only got through – it wasn't very much, like 15 or 20 minutes because um, I don't do the – I don't do the rumbles. But uh, I got to do the audio only. So anyway, I'm excited to listen to it now. Yeah, I was so bummed because I, I downloaded it, sure, yeah, and then I go to listen to it. And I'm like, wait, it's just silence, and very occasion, you know, I'm like clicking through it, and like I hear 
a little bit from Basil here and there, and then I figured out what what happened. I'm like, oh no, yeah. uh, just recorded one, just recorded Basil, and that's it. I oh, mean, man. those guys are complete rookies. Could you imagine, like, just not <laughs> recording one full end of the conversation? That we would never do that. I'll tell you what, I would never do. I would never not record <laughs> both ends of a conversation yeah. at all. Like, psh, don't you have checks and things in place to handle that sort of thing, guys? Come on. Come on. There's yeah. amateur hour over here. Yeah. And for so, those who um, don't know me or know the history of this show, I am poking fun at myself. That is definitely something that's happened here. So good. Awesome that they have, uh, they uploaded it in multiple places. Very cool. I'm glad that. The uh, the world was afforded some uh, some more insight from Adam. Yes, yeah. I hope everyone, because I'm sure they were flooded with the emails of like, ah, it didn't work, ah, it broken, and then oh yeah, then uh, we should pray for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how that I is. Can't, yeah, it just and uh, like I mean they they like well, I guess it's our biggest day ever, although. Well, I mean, birth of my children, comparable, but this is still, you know, I mean, it was a big deal. And then, yeah, but it, it worked out. And Adam, yeah, did an amazing job. I mean, you would kind of think like, oh, if you listen to No Agenda, you're not going to hear anything new. But you definitely do. I mean, both about the history of podcasting and uh, definitely about his own, own personal journey as well. So. That's cool, man. And it, isn't podcasting weird? Like, it's awesome that he's made podcasting 2.0 and we're headed into the future. I think that that was crucial, underrated step on his part that's really helped the world in many, many ways. Um, and we'll see kind of how it develops. So I guess we get front row seats for that sort of thing. But isn't it wild? Like, we just started listening to... I started listening to Chris White, Frank and Chris show, like, 2006, 7, 8, sometime in there. in. Yep. And start to kind of learn about these fringe Christian people talking about what the they know 9-11's an inside job, and then there's <laughs> something the giants in the old testament are real. Like what? What's <laughs> happening? And then you know, and then so I've met you and all these people around the country via that, you know, Mike, uh, Tom Bionic as he's known, and you know, Chris White and Dr. Future, and just you know, all these people around the country and we all kind of formed this bond and started making podcasts, putting them on the network, Revelations Radio Network, and we're like forging into the future. And now it's like, what, 10, 15, what's well, actually longer than that, but let's just say 10, 15 years later, podcasting hits mainstream. Now everybody has to have a podcast. This whole podcast networks. We got yeah. we got podcast fighting. Is it is it Ben Shapiro? Is it Candace Owens? But it's just wild how it's evolved over time. And my, you know, I, 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 and this is this is not a, a shot at my wife in any way. I think she will uh, understand this. But I remember when I first started listening to podcasts, she was like, "So what? What is it?" Right? And now it's just everywhere, everywhere. Everybody knows what a podcast is. So, and we, yeah, I mean, who would have thought we'd have one of the top twenty million podcasts in the world? Yeah. And mm. it, in our category, I'd say we're top 10. I want to speak directly to Tom from Germany. Uh, I can't figure out how to claim the fountain uh, 
Bitcoin node because whatever email I use when I first set up the feed in my podcast, I I don't I can't access it anymore and you have to use the original email that's in your feed and I can't seem to find it. So Okay. But anyway, there's just there's weird stuff like that. Like we've been doing this a long time. I'm not saying we're pros by any means, but like this has been, you know, like the the website's been on autopilot, WordPress for years, text space only. Like there's just a lot of like I don't know what email I use for the feed. We just we just keep <laughs> it going, man. Like whatever we could do. That's funny because I I've lost access to No Agenda Social because I no longer have that email <laughs> that I signed up for No Agenda Social with. So I, I don't know how many years ago that was, but basically when they started it. But right. Yeah. It's anyway. I got to figure that out. Yeah. Well, I get it. Uh, we're headed up on the holiday, and we should let everybody know there will be no show next week. You are staying in town but having guests, and I am not going to be in town, so there will be no show. Correct. Yes. We will not. I will not expect uh, my mother and father-in-law to, you know, Step aside in their guest room. Ah, so yeah, I can sure. record a yeah, for sure. podcast. For sure. I was going to ask, they stay in at the house there? Yep. That's great. They'll get lots of chance to see the kids. It'll be great. Yep. Well, should we, you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but there's vaccines in the news. Sure. Uh, our favorite thing to talk about politics is heating up. I do have some good news. Okay. Uh, not my favorite politician nikki haley mm-hmm. um she just went ahead and uh i don't know if you've heard this but she just went ahead and withdrew from the presidential race did she yeah go ahead and p- play the clip that's what it sounds like to me uh i'm missing a clip here buddy maybe it's the only one i don't have my apologies i got a few do 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 Come on. Here, I got a four-second clip. What do we got? This isn't coming up. Got to kill one more. Okay, there we go. Left me hanging, buddy. I don't have a clip. Oh, there it is. There it is. Sorry. Sorry. When I get into office... The- oh, my gosh. What's going on with the audio today? First thing we have to do, social media accounts... Social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say. And it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. So, I mean, so it's, it's she just said, like, it's a, in 30 seconds, I'm going to explain to you uh, why no one will ever take me seriously as a presidential candidate. Yeah, I mean, I right. guess. Here's the thing, though. She's not wrong. I think if everybody had their name on the internet, then they would ne- maybe not necessarily stand by what they say and make it more civil. But, yeah, the the trap of that whole situation is <laughs> this becomes endless surveillance now. Now you well, have- Yeah, you have the... She doesn't even ask the question... 
do I as president have the right theoretical president have any sort of right to demand that people yeah, I guess that's identify themselves on the internet. I'm so used to these psychopaths telling us what they're going to do and then not doing or whatever they do. Uh, I didn't even think about that. L- legally, what right do you have to do that? When I become president, I'm going to <laughs> declare. The first thing I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to tell the, tell the, you know, starts out, I'm going to tell the social media companies to show us their algorithms. Lady, if you if they showed you their <laughs> algorithms, what exactly does that mean to you? Yeah. Also, please. Do you think no one's ever thought I'm going to ask them for their algorithm? Do you think the thing that's made them billions upon billions and billions of dollars? They're just going to be like, sure, come check under the hood, Nikki. Let's yeah. we'll, we'll open our our door. Do you need anything else? Do you want some coffee while you look at the algorithm? <laughs> yeah, it's. No, I, but I mean, the second part was way worse where, where she just, oh yeah, we're going to force you to identify yourself on the internet and it'll make everything wonderful. Like, oh sure. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. And it's a, uh, how to explain how you have no idea how the internet works in 30 seconds or less. I thought she did a great job. <laughs> Answered a question which she didn't know she was asking. That's it. She she should uh, consider Barbara Streisand as a running mate for <laughs> the Streisand effect. Yeah, so, just you know, demand that uh, people on the internet identify themselves and be civil. Right. Good luck with that. All right. Well, I mentioned. Uh, Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens, you know, they have some sort of beef going on. Did you see this? Yes. Yeah, Ben Shapiro's like, go ahead and quit if you want to quote Bible verses at me or whatever. Do you think this is real? I listened to No Agenda today. They thought it was like, uh, Dvorak thought it was kind of ginned up to to bring in the ratings, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, I kind of like that theory, but I have not not listened to today's No Agenda, so I... I saw the Shapiro clip and then because I saw Luke Rudkowski post it and he was like, I'm on Team Candace. <laughs> and, you know, Shapiro's uh, kind of gone off the deep end on this this whole thing. But uh, yeah, she nailed it with that. So if it is just for for views and and, and to get the the algorithm to, to trend like, oh, they got a beef. Should we start a, a beef with Canary Cry right now? Just <laughs> Like those guys, you know, they've been acting unhinged ever since. I heard they're thinking about taking advertising. Oh, man. Could you even imagine <laughs> they had the pop father on? And then they went to advertising. <laughs> we would never do that like those guys. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, while we're talking about Ben Shapiro, since we don't usually, uh, yeah. let's play the. I think it, you put it in my head because I, I uploaded the clip. You said, yeah, Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro doesn't even believe you have a soul. <laughs> Is it too long for a clip? It's I lo- for ISO. You mean Ben Shapiro doesn't even believe you have a soul. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why, but I love it. What did the? I don't know how long he's been there. He's been there a little while. Uh, works at Infowars. Hasn't had a, his Twitter account taken away. Uh, he's like a producer on for the Alex Jones show. And he posted that 
And I followed him on Twitter and he followed me back. Wow, so we're go. basically best friends. I that's amazing. Good job, man. So the uh I did enjoy that clip. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if there's a lot of occurrences where we can throw, <laughs> throw that like in. work that in. <laughs> but I, I uh, feel like it's a I feel like it's a tough ask. Yeah. It's a tough ask to, to to be able to pepper that in. It would be over the top to to have a clip saying like you don't have a soul, right? But Ben Shapiro doesn't even think you have a soul is a little. It's more on the humorous than the yeah ugh side. Yeah, agreed. Is you know whether you have a soul or not. Believe it or not, not determined by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, mm, yeah. The whole Israel thing, man. They're just trying to get us to take sides. Yep. It's working out pretty well. I feel like there's a lot of pro-Palestinian protests out there. Yeah, I saw down by Bluff Creek Park. Um, I don't even think I even told the story of me getting stranded on top of the dam up there. But yeah, calling you. Like, hey, Tim. Oh, yeah. Is there a way off this the nope. north side of uh, yeah. Lake Hefner? And no, so it was a long walk back. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, some graffiti stop the Palestinian, stop the Gaza genocide. Wow, you know, stuff like that so down there. I I, I want to say something here because I don't want to f- feel callous or sound callous. Uh, I I'm sure there are people being murdered in Gaza, and it is heartbreaking. And I'm sure there are, were Jew, there were Jews that were killed, uh, Israelis that were killed as a result of the terrorist attack. That false flag. Yeah, uh, yeah. But let's just say there are people that have died. On, there are dead people on both sides. Is that yes. how Trump yeah. would say that? That's people, fair. People on both sides died. Yeah, very fine I, dead people on both sides. Very fine dead people on both sides. I am sad about that, but. What I find when I look out at the social landscape and see all these reactions is so, to my core, disturbing, I have a hard time taking you seriously. And that is, you are only mad because the media told you to be. And that disturbs me. You were not mad when Barack Obama droned an American citizen and his 15-year-old son. You were not mad when, when we called enemy combatants anybody over the age of 16 in Afghanistan and droned the heck out of them. You were not mad when we killed a million Iraqi civilians. You were not mad when Obama put kids in cages at the uh, at the border. Or, well, or, or, you know, the really fired up, um, you know, it's genocide, all the, those people... Have you been paying attention to Yemen for the last sure. 12 years? Yeah. You know, yeah. Israel's been doing that too. Libya? Libya? What about Libya? What's going on in Libya? You're not mad about what's going on in Libya? There's a lot of really messed up stuff going on in Libya. We got open air slave markets. Bringing back slavery. Yeah, I got slavery, you know. Nothing Nothing says uh, the, the United States has brought freedom and democracy to a place like black people in cages being sold into slavery. Bringing back the open air. Yeah. So open slavery what markets. disturbs me is that you're being told to be mad. And it's good that you're mad, I guess, but I just don't understand why you, that you 
allowed them to get you hyped up about this. And are you the, you know, it just, and it's just, it's just the, the, the so it, we, we don't have to play the whole thing. Cause it's one of those where, you know, JP Sears is in two different shirts. Oh yeah. So does, back and forth talking to each sides. other. Yep. And, but he doesn't change his voice. So it, I don't know how well it works on podcasts. So feel free to stop it. But uh, yeah, on the Israel Palestine conflict. Sorry for the delay. <laughs> I think we're at the brink of World War III. I'm very happy for the military-industrial complex. This is great for them. They deserve it. A lot of people are going to die. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the whole Israel versus Palestine thing? I'm pro-war. I'm just, I'm just pro-war. That's what's most important to me. What about you? I'm anti-peace. Though different, I can empathize with your perspective. How do you think we got here? Where a month ago, none of us were emotionally enraged into supporting an all-out Israel versus Palestine war, and now all of a sudden, we're all emotionally impassioned into believing this war must happen. Well, I think the reason why I'm so pro-war all of a sudden is because I've effectively been manipulated by weaponized morality via the media. Well, it started with Hamas's evil terrorist attack on innocent Israeli civilians on October 7th. Because that's pure evil, I'm automatically on board with retribution against them at all costs. And now the retribution against them involves thousands of Palestinian civilians being killed in bombings that are intended for Hamas. Which I'm totally on board with because of what Hamas did on October 7th. Me too. Then there's all the kill the Jew people around the world dedicated to looking like evil idiots. They're totally on board with war because them being on the other side, they want all the Jews eradicated. They probably don't know that they look like little crappy Hitler clones, do they? Not too much self-awareness on their part. But in addition to all the kill the Jew people wanting war, there's people who see them looking like detestable evil idiots, and that makes them want war even more because of how detestable all the kill the Jew people are. I'm now even more anti-peace. Same. And then there's all the devastating things that Israeli government has done to Palestinian people over the last handful of decades. Pretty terrible. So that unto itself causes more people to get on board with this war because they think what the Israeli government has done is pretty unjust. There's just no justice and peace. Then there's all the imbeciles on U.S. college campuses openly supporting Hamas, saying that Israeli citizens deserved what Hamas did to them. And because they're such a vile group of people openly supporting evil terrorists, that makes it that much easier for people on the other side to slide down the slope of being super on board with this war. Without really thinking about it, because they're so against what these pro-Hamas college campus idiots stand for. College is always money well spent. So at this point, no matter which side you're on, we all want war. It's the only answer. Yeah, we all do want war all of a sudden. But how could you not when the media is feeding us all these things that make us passionately certain that war is super justified? Yeah. So what's important to not think about is how the media might be playing us to be super supportive for war. What do you mean? The media is just telling us what's going on. It just so happens that hearing what they tell us has swayed us all to want an incredibly deadly thing that none of us genuinely wanted even a month ago. Yeah. Do you remember how all throughout COVID you saw the media as nothing but a propaganda arm influencing people to support masking, lockdowns, jabs, and the abolishing of constitutional rights? Dude, I didn't trust a thing they told me about what was going on. <laughs> right. And have you ever thought about 
why you're now trusting what the media is telling you about what's going on with Palestine and Israel? No, I never have thought about that. And I don't think I will. Which is great. You're not supposed to. And do you think the media has changed since COVID? Well, I mean, I'm the one sort of believing them now and going along with how they want me to be pro-war. So they must have changed and become a little more honest, right? Yeah, that's probably it. And the other thing not to consider is why all of us who are super pro-war all of a sudden are being played into supporting this war. What shouldn't I consider about that? Well, just two weeks before the October 7th Hamas attack, Israeli President Netanyahu showed the UN Assembly a new map of the Middle East, and it had no Palestine on it. Uh-huh. And given the fact that the Israeli government originally funded Hamas, you have to wonder if their plan was to get Hamas to attack them in an evil, unforgivable way. Which then justifies a massive retaliation of force to literally wipe Palestine off the map. The media hasn't told me much about that, so you're probably just an anti-Semite. Exactly! That's the new term meant to intimidate people from remembering their humanity and realizing they might be getting played by the globalists into supporting this war. Got me to say it. And then you can further consider how the U.S. is funding both sides of the war, giving $6 billion to give to Iran, to give to Hamas, and we're sending billions to Israel to aid in their military effort. Couldn't be about oil. I'm sure it's not. So when you consider these facts, you might start to believe that war was the goal all along, meant to accomplish a further goal that's not being honestly shared by certain governments. And they're using the media to prey on people's morality that just wants evil abolished and justice for good in order to get them to be supportive for this war. So you're seeing the reason why I might be so pro-war no matter what side I'm on is because I've been played by the media to be obedient with her nefarious agenda? No, of course not. What I'm saying is if you're a good person, you better forget your humanity and be all out supportive for this war. Okay, I am. I support it. Thank you for standing with the current thing. You're a good little sheep. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> it was a little heavy-handed, but I appreciate it. It was super yeah. good. Yeah. If it, you know, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, if you if you feel yourself hating one side or the other, then yeah, you might be a victim of propaganda. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so true. It's yeah. That's the rant I was on earlier and we stopped probably to play that clip, but yeah, it's a whole, I'm just disturbed that you are this mad about something they told you to be mad at about. Right. So, and that you, <laughs> Because let's face it, no one <laughs> has any real idea what's going on, especially in the U.S., right? I mean, it, you know, it's like, oh, I've paid attention to the news for the last two weeks. Therefore, I now know, I now understand this conflict. No, you don't. And there's, there's people that are... Um, you know, pro peace on both sides too. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not, not like every yeah every person in Israel is like, yeah, let's go kill them all. You yeah, know? that's just not accurate. So it's a mess. Not uh, it's a mess, and there's nothing you can do about it. So. Yeah. 
getting gear super fired up about it or I don't know. It, it, it works on every level, right? Like how Biden's getting trapped from both sides. Like one side's like, oh, look at Biden. He's all 100% Israel. And then it's like, oh, look at Biden. He's, he's giving Iranians money to fund Hamas. And yeah, that is their own money, by the way. But uh, yeah, it's. There's, yeah, there's no winning really for anyone involved. So, no, it, the, it, the military industrial complex. He nailed it at the beginning of the clip. I'm just thrilled they're going to make a bunch of money. <laughs> just, yeah, just thrilled they've got a backup to, uh, you know, if it doesn't seem like Ukraine's super popular uh, anymore. So we got to sp- spin up another one. It was a great, great if trip. That fails, there's always Taiwan. <laughs> That was a great uh, uh, clip on No Agenda today. Was They got Vladimir Zelensky, Zelensky out begging for ammunition at this point. Everybody's moved on. Nobody, yeah. No more money left for them. Well, he's, I mean, he's, he's put a bunch of his people in the meat grinder. Yeah. And this was something we talked about way back at the beginning and then probably didn't follow up on it enough, but Putin used it because it's not like everyone in Russia is all pro Putin, right? So he, he used it as a way. um, And this, I mean, this is something Soviet union used to do. And even before that, where like, okay, we got some people causing problems domestically maybe they're criminals maybe they're you know political adversaries looks like it's time to go fight in the front lines boys yeah yeah and i was thinking about today too uh when you really stop and think about i don't i don't i don't know why i thought of this it's kind of random and it's interesting you brought up putin but i was thinking about this earlier today i was thinking about putin believe it or not and he totally like if you would have handed him the battle plan like this is what we're going to do he would have taken that deal because immediately there was all these sanctions on Russia. We're like, oh, it's going to crush their economy and it's not even fair to them. And like Russia has recovered in less than six months stronger than they were before. The rupee is way stronger than it was at the start of this whole thing. They have a stranglehold on all the natural gas in the region. I mean, it is. He would have taken that deal nine times out of ten. It was, it was almost like... Uh, his his close buddy uh, 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 Henry Kissinger called and was like, "Hey, this is what we need you to do. You got to take one for the team. We're going to come to war with you. Right. But this is how it's going to look. We're going to divide up Ukraine. We're going to put sanctions on you. It's going to do nothing but strengthen your dollar. But you're going to have like a period of weakness, and we're going to try and act like we're taking stuff from you. But uh, in the end, this is how I think it'll work out. You're going to be end up stronger and." Uh, more sovereign and you'll have even more control over Europe with the natural gas resources. Don't worry. We won't, they won't fight you too long or else they'll have cold, cold winters. Yep. And it's not like they tried to assassinate him or anything. You know, there's, there's a deal. Just look back at COVID. Okay. Same vaccine mandates. Oh, they called the, we made our own vaccine because we're, this is the good vaccine, you know, versus the lousy, Western vaccine, oh, even though it's exactly the same, or just, you know, 
nothing. And they did all the COVID stuff. It's it's a big club, and we ain't in it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he got the call. This is the plan. I mean, if, if I'd take that. I mean, obviously, I'm not a, 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 a tyrant psychopath who's risen to the top of my country and stayed there for 20 years. But if I was and I got that call, of course you take it. Like, yeah, I'm in on that deal. I'm, I'm better. Like, I go through six months of bad PR, question mark. And then everybody, everybody's in a, and the whole country's in a better place. And I can send my, my uh, young, rowdy folks to the front lines. Yeah, I'm in. I'll do it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a it's big the, club. And you ain't in it. There's uh, on Geopolitics and Empire, he had a, an ex-CIA guy on. Brian Fairchild. Okay. Who wrote some novel or something. But uh, he's pushing the idea that uh, basically China already has control in that part of the world and that there's nothing we can do about it if they do invade Taiwan. And it's just, you know, like, while we were fighting the war on terror, you know, all this stuff happened and now the U.S. is is in big trouble and doesn't have a strategy and this and that. It's like, well, yeah, if you look at it from the standpoint of, What's good for the U.S.? The U.S. doesn't have a strategy, but the people, the people running things, certainly have a strategy, and it's for one world government. Yeah, right. It's not, you know, there's a very clear strategy and coordination going on. This is not having Joe Biden as as president, the biggest, you know, doofus imbecile imaginable who couldn't get. 3% of the vote in his prime and we're supposed to believe he he can win an election now uh, it's design it's a demoralization campaign mm. yeah well we just have to vote harder <laughs> well the, the and Trump's a demoralization campaign too you know for, for a different group of people. But it's just like, oh, look at your lousy backwards country with this buffoon who uses fourth grader words. Everything's good or bad. And, you know, it's the same idea. I was very good when I spoke to Xi. Some say I was great. I I, I think I was good. I think I was good. When I did the negotiations, you know, I had a deal. I had a deal that was going to pay Americans. And some say that it was one of the best deals. I think it was pretty good. But, you know. Not to brag or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did though, right? Like they did sign a trade agreement that was actually going to put China is like paying money to us. And it was a lot more fair than it was. And like three months later, COVID breaks out from China and it's all over. Like, no, it wasn't three months later. It wasn't even three months. Was it? It had already broken out. Oh, they just hadn't announced it. Cause the trade deal I think was January. Sure, that's right. Yeah. November. Well, November. Or to get more conspiratorial with it, it was the trade deal the cover for the COVID plan. No, I don't know. 
You think they're that trade deal to cover for the co? No, the Hong Kong protests, I think, actually pushed up the timeline. No, but if it's leaked in November, Hong Kong protests are January. I should look that up. I'm going to look it up. Trade deal is January, I think. Yeah, but the so that fall, though. I know this because I was following Wall Street bets pretty closely. There was, it was, it, you know, they everybody joked that trade talks going well with China. He would just sit, he's like, he would get his phone out, and open up Twitter, and be like, "Trade talks with China are going well." And then you just immediately pan to the S and P, and it's like, goes up. He was totally a Wall Street Wall Street whisperer. He wanted that. He like. He saw his success as a president, like his, like the barometer was how well the S and P was doing. So anyway, that whole fall leading up to there, he just kept saying every morning, "Trade talks going well." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there was all sorts of banking shenanigans going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's. Yeah. Well, bad what, what I'm saying is is the coordination of. The COVID plan mm-hmm. between the U.S. and China. So now, large-scale breakout, uh, June 2019 through mid-2020. It was stopped by COVID. This thing was going bigger and bigger and bigger. Hong Kong protests. Yeah. There's a whole Wikipedia entry. I, people forget how big of a deal this was. Well... Yeah, and it's like, what's China going to do? Well, <laughs> they're going to lock you in your house. Yeah, you. Blame, blame Americans. <laughs> they're going to lock everybody in. You, an house. American who has rights. And then, you know, we're going to blame China, but it, Trump never went, you know, he was on PC, but he never accused them of doing it on purpose, right? And I think that was part of the deal. So. Winnie the Pooh toys used to symbolize Xi Jinping had a flag stuck on it and a swastika shaped like a Chinese flag attached to its chest. June, December 1st, 2019 protests. Smart lampposts were destroyed. Can't, can't be doing that. <laughs> Water cannon. Oh, remember the blue liquid dye? They were firing. No, no. Yeah, they were firing liquid dye at people. Out of a water can, so they had a water cannon, but they'd fire the blue water so that with the dye in it, Mark, so that, who was yeah, there? so that you couldn't go home and wash it off, figure out who you were. Tear gas, man, people should this, there should be a documentary on this. Oh, this Wikipedia, you could make a documentary just on the Wikipedia entry. Holy moly, there's a lot here. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know, there's. The deal was made, but I don't think it was just a trade deal. No, 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 no. There was definitely a deal. There was definitely some deals made there. Because China got a lot out of it. They're still getting a lot out of it. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't don't know that it would be Trumping on the deal, though. Because he, you know... He didn't actually lose the election because of it, because he you know, didn't actually lose the election. I'm, but that was the excuse to be able to say why he lost the election. Yeah, that's what they needed. You know, a lot of people, 
they say you shouldn't negotiate with Xi. But see, I think I think Xi is a very smart man. Some say some say really extremely smart. <laughs> I I think he's smart. But I went and I sat down with Xi, and we had talks. We had talked. We talked for a long time. I I talked about everything, but we talked about deals. Some say we talked about deals too much, but I don't think we did. I think <laughs> I was able to negotiate with Xi, and he gave us the China virus. <laughs> they should have. They should have stopped it. They should have stopped it. They should have stopped it. I call it the China virus because it comes from China. 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 Oh, have you heard that clip where the the? I'll find this clip. I will play it. I'll find it right now. But anyway, go ahead. Where to next? I think I well what what James Evan Pilato would call the food world order. Ah, there we go. Okay, so this is a. Slightly trick question for Tim. I I unfortunately just read this and I already know the answer, but go ahead. No, I don't okay. think you I don't think you do because I think you're referencing what you saw on Telegram. No, I didn't see it on Telegram. Okay, well, okay. Alright. How many ingredients in a Chick-fil-A grilled chicken sandwich? Not the original chicken sandwich, grilled chicken sandwich. Uh, I know the answer, so I'm not going to say it, but what do you got for me? What do you, what did you think it was? Well, I would have thought there would be fewer ingredients in the grilled chicken sandwich than the original chicken sandwich that has the coating and everything right. else on there. Yeah. So go, go ahead and play the clip. Over 100 ingredients in here. You are led to believe this is 100% chicken. I even asked them, is your grilled chicken sandwich, is that 100% chicken? But a small amount of research will show you there are actually 46 ingredients in this grilled chicken patty. What's in here? Soybean oil and canola oil, modified cornstarch, processed sugar, xanthan gum, dimethyl polysiloxane, which is an ingredient in silly putty, is in here. This is nowhere close to 100% chicken, and that's not the end of it. 61 ingredients in this bun, also containing processed sugars, seed oils, gums, and that's not even including the Chick-fil-A sauce. Because the first ingredient of soybean oil, I'm all for healthier fast food options, but marketing something like this as healthy, and having 61 ingredients in this bun and 46 ingredients in this chicken patty, that's not healthy. That's just us getting played. Yeah, unfortunately, we call it Christian chicken, too. Jesus chicken is what they call it. Yeah, I mean, I don't need a lot of chicken. Mm-hmm. But when I do, it's Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, 101 ingredients in a grilled chicken sandwich. That's crazy. Yeah, no. Yeah, somebody in our Telegram, I believe it was Reno, said that he quit eating the Chick-fil-A when uh, the CEO washed Lecrae's feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was... It was ridiculous, but it didn't make me hate him and not want to eat his chicken. 
Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I just felt I felt different about it. Well, it was because it was... It just missed the mark so much. Like, it was the Black Lives Matter. No, I understand. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But I, I, yeah. I wasn't offended by it at the time, nor did I vibe with it. I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, I get the idea of washing people's feet. It's tough because it's... What? What you got? What do you got? Well, you know. Okay. So... I left my prior employment, which had a small retirement fund that was had to be in Vanguard, right? Right. I get it out. So it's out. But now what do I do? So I was thinking Invest in like BlackRock. Well, I was thinking maybe I should just invest in companies like Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A and stuff. But then it's like, I don't really want to support. So how do I buy stock in like, you know, K&C Cal? Well, it has to be a publicly traded company. Yeah, I know. I know that. That's what what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Got it. So, but you've, so James Corbett did the solutions watch. Right. Right. So it's like, okay, this uh, Strive Fund, so they're the anti-ESG thing, right? It's like, we're going to show all those ESG, BlackRock, and Vanguard by buying the exact same companies, (laughs) the exact same funds, even harder, but for different reasons. Okay. Like, yes, I get to buy Exxon, but through a non-woke entity yeah it's hard to get too excited about it so i mean fortunately i don't have a lot of money so this is not like a large part of uh like what do i do you know it's like if i had a lot of money it would be a real dilemma like where do you put it where it's doing good and not evil so but yeah i don't know Plug it into, plug it into Bitcoin. But oh no, that's all BlackRock now. It's a paper Bitcoin. Yeah. Just go back to crash JP Morgan, buy silver. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Max Kaiser. <laughs> so. Listen to Max Kaiser at exactly the wrong time. What'd you say? I said I listened to Max Kaiser at exactly the wrong time. Yeah. Buying $50 silver and then like, oh, come on, Max. I'm not going to listen to you about $1 Bitcoin. Come on. Yeah. Who wants any of that junk? That's just, this just makes me sad. Did we talk about the Alex Jones laptop? Yeah, we have before. But go ahead and go ahead and indulge the listeners in this moment because it really captures the imaginations. So, and this is, I mean, it's, it's admitted. It's it's very believable. Yeah, because Max Kaiser was like posting it and saying like, "Hey, if he can answer five questions, I'll get him his ten thousand bitcoins back." So it was a real story, but. Alex Jones said that Max Kaiser's like, hey, this is the future. 
Here's a laptop. It has 10,000 Bitcoin on it. Hashtag this you're is, welcome. <laughs> you will, you know, uh, believe me now, thank me later type deal. And he, he blew him off and lost the laptop. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which totally sounds like a thing Alex Jones would do. Yes, it does. Oh, have you heard Shane Gillis on uh, the greatest speech that Trump ever gave? I have not. Yeah, this is, uh, there may be cursing, Andrew. Uh, I'll, I'll have to edit it in the post if there is, but uh, I found this to be hilarious. For real, though, it was my favorite speech I've ever seen a president give. It was the night, it was the night the United States killed the leader of ISIS. Trump comes out of the Situation Room at like midnight in the White House and he walks down that tunnel like he's, and gives a press conference, like he's giving a post-game NBA <laughs> just killed a guy press conference. He walks up in front of the entire world at midnight and just goes, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. He died like a dog. And it's like, <laughs> That's all his, dude. <laughs> I didn't change one word of that. That's what he opened with. And then he did 40 minutes. The speech is 40 minutes for no reason. It wasn't a prepared speech. He freestyled 40 straight. Not even a speech, just mean shit for 40 The meanest shit you've ever heard in front of the whole world. Abu. We can hear him crying, I said. Abu, don't cry. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Abu cried. He cried quite a bit. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> Cry baby back daddy, that's what we were all calling. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's hard because his 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 impression is so spot on. You're like, whoa, whoa, did they over to like did they dub this with actual Trump? Yeah, I remember that speech. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is true. He's just just, just riffing for forty minutes. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think I listened to the whole forty minutes, but yeah, no, I, I remember yeah. the whole like, he died like a dog, like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I am not uh, trying to uh, make light of somebody dying. This is not this is not my deal. But the way that the stuff is presented to us is what I find humorous or disturbing, and uh, sometimes both. And that is both humorous and disturbing. <laughs> yeah. You got the Trump version, then you've got the Barack Obama version of... Yeah. We killed Osama uh, Bin Laden. We killed Osama Bin Laden and then dumped him in the ocean before anyone could could verify anything <laughs> because that's because of Islam. Respect for Islam. I wasn't on that boat at that time, but I was later on that same boat that supposedly s- dumped his body. It was the USS Carl Vinson. We were well, on it before, right? Uh, oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry. Because uh, <laughs> uh, we were doing the show when that was well past your, your Navy days. Absolutely. He did come out like it was a post-game press conference. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. So Joe Joe Latipo 
which maybe it's just because he's running for president and had to sell out to do that. But I'm not a big. Uh... Oh, who's the governor of Florida? What's his name? Uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Yeah, Ronda. Uh, you know, he's he's really just the advisors, everything. He made it pretty clear he didn't actually want to be president. Um, but back in the day, you know, he did some good things and he hired Joe Latipo and I've heard him interviewed, uh, on Kennedy's podcast. It was, was pretty impressed, but he was still pretty, pretty normie. Just more in the, like vaccines are good, but the COVID vaccine's bad because it's not tested type range. Right. Right. You you remember this era? I do. You know who I'm. The you know Joe Latipo, right? I'm looking him up. African American doctor and DeSantis made him Attorney General. Oh or, yes, or the, Surgeon not Attorney General, General of Florida, Sur- Surgeon General of Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Okay, so he has, you know, like many people we've talked about. If you're genuinely seeking the truth, like you, yep. you'll eventually get there. Yep. And he was not read in on, he was not in on the scam. That's why he was willing to stand up against it at the beginning at his level of knowledge at that time. But he has come a long way since then. And I, I was glad to hear it. So Dr. Joe Latipo on vaccines, not just the COVID vaccine. My own personal journey is one that you know really started very traditional, very traditional views on on a lot of things, including our vaccine infrastructure and the scientific backing for that, um, which turns out to to not be so much a science based, but more mirage based and more uh, sort of consensus based, and that's the truth. You know? um, yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, that, that is, that is, that is the honest truth. I mean, that, that is just, that's just what is. Um, and, and so, you know, so I've, I've had my, I've had my own journey that again was made, made possible by my, by my wife. It, one of the things I, I sometimes share is that, um, is that, you know, I talk about early on in the pandemic, even, with the lockdowns, which were just obviously an evil machination, that just an anti-human, like I was, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, even with that, and I I was very clear on that, I actually was, was much less clear about vaccines in general. Um, And, you know, and I would talk to my wife and I would find myself, um, I find myself when we talk about it because she had a she was not you know I, I came from from a culture from a scientific educational culture of indoctrination which is exactly what happens in terms of how vaccines specifically and it doesn't apply to other medication classes doesn't apply to statin therapy doesn't apply to hypertension therapy you know it doesn't apply to to um, I was going to say pain management but that actually has its own problems. But there, there are all these areas where we just, we just get the facts. 
You know, we just learn the data and there's no, there's no, not only do you, I, not only do I want you to learn the data, but I want you on my team. That, that part isn't there. It's just learn the data. But with the education on vaccines in medical school and the culture, it's here's the data. And yes, it's specific data that I'm going to show you. And I want you on my team. And I didn't realize that was happening until I was having conversations with my wife during the pandemic about vaccines or what we were doing with my kids, doing with our kids. And I would have these conversations and I would feel myself tightening up on the inside. You know, I'd feel myself uncomfortable kind of getting into these, these, uh, dimensions of, or frequencies of sort of conflict with her. And she called me out on it. And that gave me an opportunity to examine what was going inside of me and why I was resistant to some of her opinions. It's one thing to disagree with someone. You know, we can disagree all day. But when you disagree and it's, and it's, it's, it's not neutral. It's a charged disagreement. You know, that's an indicator, whatever the topic is, of investment. You know, there's something beyond what's there. There's a part of you that is, that is, that's got your, you know, got your talents in, in reaching a certain conclusion. And that gave me the opportunity to really examine what was happening inside of me and unbundle and really, it was a process, recognizing that I was indoctrinated. I had these beliefs that had nothing to do with data. They were beliefs about what had to be. And just at least recognizing that helped me to start to unwind that, that training and that indoctrination that I had unknowingly you know, been a part of and participated in as a, as a medical student and then as a graduate student and then as an attending physician and all that. Hmm. Well, it's, it's a mirage. It's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it. That thing he said at the end, though. Uh, yeah, I also experienced a very similar situation with my wife as well. We both had uh, charged conversations. And, you know, some of it, I think... I'm not placing blame on her by any stretch. I don't think that I am. I know you'll find this hard to believe, Andrew. Not always the easiest person to talk to. Um, but, you know, I just, <clears throat> there is so much brainwashing around that and fear of being uh, marked and identified as being against that. Like there is, there's so much emotion, I think, on both sides built up through the indoctrination of some and then the you know the uh con condemning of the other that yeah we we had fights it was tough and it and it's 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 really heartbreaking and sad to, to think that the health of your child hangs in the balance and you know i guess that's if we weren't good parents that we don't get in that fight right like we don't care enough to do it but we both really wanted what was best and we weren't in agreement with what that was and it ended up in fights and uh I, I I like this man. I I have a good feeling about him after hearing that story because he was able mm -hmm. to kind of look inward and say, "Hey, why am I emotionally charged in reacting to what she's saying right now?" And I should be able to have you know, and it's a great example to use your wife because you guys talk about thousands of things every day, and you're able to kind of parse it out without you know getting 
charge and then all of a sudden this one thing comes up and you're like ooh, ooh i could feel a fight coming on what's what's going on here so yeah. good for him for having this I, the older i get the more i realize people most people just don't have good self-awareness and so when i hear something like that it's like oh thank gosh that's awesome that's great that's that's perfect he's he's self-aware and he understood that there was a problem and, and then sought the truth like you said and and some maturity right yeah you <laughs> to, have to realize maturity. that you're being immature yeah and and that wait a second i'm i'm getting triggered why yeah. when we can talk about other things and disagree without me getting upset so that's yeah i thought that was really good and let's not talk about vaccines honey let's talk about our finances there's something <laughs> not something that'll make us fight no i'm just kidding and there's oh i can't remember who said it but uh said being educated yeah. means that you can consider any idea uh, without losing your temper or your sense of humor. Mm. So if you, <laughs> I posted that one time and someone, you know, screamed back at me on Facebook because they took it as a personal affront when you know I it's awesome wasn't aimed at anyone but it's like i know you're talking about me Ugh, <laughs> yeah. i wasn't but yeah. this is awkward yeah but uh no you should be able to you know whatever the truth does not fear questioning yeah so there there shouldn't be stuff that's just so out of bounds that you can't talk about it if something's really that far off base it's easy to disprove and I'll even add like a little counterpoint addendum to this point we're making here. I remember when I was younger uh, and people would have debates about whether or not God existed. I would get freaked out and be like, of course he exists. And just like, just so freaked out. Like, no, he does. And I'd just get mad about it. And I think that's because I didn't really know or have any reasons. I was just believing what I was told. And that that's another counterpoint to this. Like you could still be right, but get charged because you don't actually know why you think what you think and that your, your, your conscious mind starts to kind of freak out at that. Like, okay, we're so invested in this at this point and we're not pulling back now, but we have to like stop, like, you know, bulldoze anything in our way and run it over so that we can maintain this, but we have no idea why. Whereas now if like, I'm pretty confident I could have a debate about whether or not God exists without even a change in my heartbeat, like at all. Like, honestly, right. because I'm 100% sure <laughs> right. what, of my stance. Know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Once I'm sure of my stance. Right. Uh, I don't know if I could do the same on vaccines. I think it would probably, but it wouldn't increase much. It certainly wouldn't cause a fight. You know, I could, you know. Just, I'll just nod my head and let people kind of believe whatever they want to believe. Like, yeah, sure, if that's what you want. But I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not panicked that I have to. to uh, oh, the the tetanus vaccine's a good one. Okay, okay, yeah. That's uh, why is that exact? Oh, rabies. Oh, okay, Rab rabies. <laughs> Ra rabies is a virus that comes from dog bites. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. apologize. I'm getting over a cough, and <clears throat> Fanju hits me. Sideways with something like sometimes laugh into a cough. So my apologies to sensitive ears out there. <clears throat> but you know, 
No, it's a good good thought. Hey, it's good 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 food for thought, and it's exactly what we were talking about earlier. If you're emotionally charged on stuff, it may not just be propaganda. It might be years of brainwashing catching up. Yeah. I mean, they don't show you uh, a, a spinning water ball billions of times over your lifespan for no reason, right? Like I, it's. I saw a good flat earther guy the other day, and he was like, anybody remember the first iPhone? Let me show you. Have you seen this? Uh-uh. First iPhone opens up the screensaver that you couldn't change that was on everybody's iPhone. Blue marble earth, baby. Really on the iPhone. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Cool. It, it's a, I kind of associate that with Google because of Google earth and. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it nope. shows you the, but the iPhone always has the pretty marble. picture. So iPhone's always a little bit more artsy and refined. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got the you got the you got the uh, the blue marble, blue marble in the front. image. Yeah, yeah, yep. totally real. Don't you know? I mean, I'm sure one of them's totally real. Whether the, it's the one with North America covering like two thirds of the globe, or <laughs> where North America is much smaller than that, I'd probably one of those though. That real real picture <clears throat> image. Yeah, yeah. Good old NASA. Speaking of NASA. Uh-oh. All right. My favorite, my favorite uh, NASA project, the Webb Space Telescope. Ah. New discovery. Oh, goodness. I can't wait. Yeah. New discovery. They found the glow button again. Um, You know. Not 30, not 31, not 32, and not 34, but precisely 33 billion light years away, the Webb Space Telescope finds galaxies that challenge astronomical wink. theories. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, wink, 33 wink. for all Can you, you believe people actually think this is science? All these Mason, all you Masons out there who know the yeah. truth. 33, and of course it's paper yeah paper describing the galaxies appears today november 13th in the journal astrophysical journal letters yada 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 insights into the and it's all you know it's all artwork <laughs> like there's no this nothing is real it's just like oh yeah this is totally readings that we've converted into our artwork and this is like probably what it looks like we can tell it's a gravitational lens tilt the earth and tilt the earth. bang <laughs> evolution yeah i don't you know anyway just the code where you could read if you're interested in like what made up theory that they're changing with another made up theory you're welcome to read the whole article from SciTech daily oof hard hitting SciTech daily Scientism for the technocrat. <laughs> Not the actual byline there, but shocking. Should be. Should be. Uh, I had, I think, a, a video or something from a now deleted Twitter account. So I don't remember what that was. Got some good news. I thought Elon made uh, free speech available. 
Yeah, yeah. Free. He's a free speech absolutist, so I'm sure it's just a mistake. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, Dan Andrews. Not a fan of him. The vaccine. Uh, you know, his name's him. not Andrew, but his last name's Andrews. So it's kind of like extra insulting that he was such a tyrant. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So some good news. Uh, apparently he's a, a golfer or at least, at least likes to join, you know, fancy golf clubs. And a Victorian golf club, apparently a very prestigious one, the Port Sea Golf Club. <laughs> shot him down <laughs> said nope you're not joining so good it's good to see <clears throat> i like it yeah so, yeah hooray for golfers amen yeah well should we do some thinking of some people and then some parting thoughts and wrap it up sounds good to me all right You don't have to open the spreadsheet because I didn't uh, update it. So these actually all came in pretty recently. So I didn't didn't have time. One of them actually came in today at the PO box. One yesterday, and then of course, first on our list, <laughs> Danny from Medford for twenty five dollars. I don't even have that in the spreadsheet, Andrew. No, you don't. I don't, How did I don't you even know have that? the spreadsheet. But. How did you know that? November 11th, 11-11. Danny, Medford, Oregon, $25. So thank you, Danny. Uh, I would have thought of the 11th. Oh, because, yeah, our, our last one didn't come out till. Yeah, my apologies. It was a full day after. I hate when I do that. I, like, I don't mind the next day, but the, another day. It's it's a it's tough. Sometimes scheduling is hard. So, anyway, I apologize for. Getting it doesn't help when we shoot for Wednesdays and then I have to move it to Thursdays, like today. Yeah, no worries. But uh, it it works out even if you get it out late because uh, since they're not getting one next week, yeah, plenty of time to plenty of time. Hopefully, we'll get one more out in November. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, next up is your friend Aaron of the Subtle Cane podcast, who sent in $25. Both of these were to give, send, go. So thank you very much. Uh, I don't know if you want to read a verse of the day or something to the, to the folks. I want to go grab a piece of paper. Okay. I just want to say... Keep podcasting, Aaron Smith of the Subtle Cane Podcast. <clears throat> Let's see. It would be easier to read a verse of the day if I had one pulled up, but I do not. All right. Our P.O. Box donation. A little piece of paper here. says, Tim and Andrew, this gift is in support of your dedication and work producing RRN. Thanks much, Trusty Rusty from Zion's Gate, Utah. 
and they check for $77. Awesome. You know, have you been to Utah very much? Uh, I have not spent much time there. Done a lot of driving through. I haven't even done a lot of driving through. No? I mean, I drove through. Oh, yeah. We drove through, but mainly at night. Okay. um, Which I think it was, would have been fairly scenic. So, I. It's weird. Salt Lake City is a it's a strangely uh, how do I put this? It's almost like a West Coast city, but like with conservative values, and then it's in the mountains. Like it's it's pretty. It's it has a lot of the trendy stuff, and then it has the rivers, mountains, and lakes, and like you know the Mormons live there. It's like happy and big, but yeah, yeah. the yeah i I'd like to see a little more of Utah. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a lot of it is barren desert, but it, then you get, you know, you get arches and Zion National Park. I mean, that's where we're talking about here, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I was Zion's, is it, is yeah, that Zion's Gate. The, okay. What does that mean? Where is Zion's Gate? Look it up. And then we have, yeah, Zion's Gate. Oh, not in Jerusalem. This is another thing that the uh, Mormons named after. They have their own version of it here. Okay. Maybe maybe it's just a made up name. Maybe yeah. You're not pulling anything up. Uh, no. I will. I'll try. Hmm. So when I said, say something to the folks, I came back and I think you had muted yourself. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anything to say. That's awesome. <laughs> didn't have a If there's still day. dead air in there, you guys can thank Andrew for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, no worries. Zion's Gate Records. Yeah. I don't know. That's in Seattle. So there is an RV resort. I saw the RV resort too. Hopefully we're not giving out like a home address. Oh, and it says, it says, Rusty, that- let's z- zoom, <laughs> enhance, enhance. There is a Winnebago oh, yes, just- there named Trusty Rusty. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, sorry, supposed to be anonymous. Thank you, Trusty Rusty, for the $77 donation and the kind words. We appreciate you. There's a Zion Canyon, Utah, Zion National Park. St. Dur- hmm. People at home like, Am I really listening to two guys ramble on about Oklahoma weather and then Google places that don't exist in Utah? Yeah. It's, well, you know. Did I mention I played golf on Tuesday and it was 70 degrees? So I was going to end the show with like, we should probably say a couple things we're thankful for. Are you thankful for more year-round golf weather? Yes. And it's never boring. So my my wife... Uh, you know how Facebook shows you what if you posted something on the same day. Yes. You know. Flashback. Flashback. Yeah. So the flashback from the year before was snow pictures here in our backyard in Oklahoma. So, <laughs> so <coughs> same exact day, uh, November 14th. Last year it was snowing. This year, over 70 degrees. Short weather. <laughs> yeah. I, for one, am thankful for Oklahoma weather as well, because uh, 
yeah, it's definitely interesting. And uh, there's a lot more sun, and I like that. Thankful for the sunrises and sunsets. Yeah, good good sunrises and sunsets. I'm thankful for uh, my workout group in the morning. It's good to have guys keeping each other accountable. And also the rare, as I've talked about, super important guys' time. Guys don't talk to each other very often and get that kind of time away from other stimuli, whether it's family or work, and just be able to be guys. So yeah. thank, thankful for those guys. Thankful for thankful for a, a, a healthy family. I got you know, some coughs going on, but overall, very healthy family. Yeah, thankful. Thankful for my little rascals and wife. So, yep. Yeah. Much to be thankful for, for sure. Yeah. Thankful for uh, extended family, which we're going to visit. So, um, and I'm thankful that we were still doing a podcast, buddy, that we're able to survive a, another year in this inflation Bidenomics economy. And, uh, yeah. One, that, one hundo P. <laughs> and uh, the Lord has seen fit to to keep us both alive and our families both alive and uh, for us to stay friends and keep making a podcast. So I'm thankful for you, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm thankful for you. 340 episodes. Yeah, and we have to touch on this now because you said that, but yeah. we are not to 400 episodes until like 2025. Like, uh, maybe be- never. So this is. <laughs> Both are possible, but but we we have a an artist who's put some some show or album art in the Telegram, and it's for show four hundred. I don't know. Is this like a this is like Danny? Maybe we should just. I mean, he he sent some really great artwork, so it's amazing. Let's artwork. just let's just roll with it and, and upload it for show three forty. Upload it for show three forty. I don't know if I can do and it. And when people are like like, hey, it's not your four hundredth episode, just be like, yeah, what. It just says 400. It doesn't say episode 400. Like, why do you associate that with an episode? <laughs> 400 stands for the tilt of the earth. <laughs> Four, you know, it's 400. 400%. 400%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is one of my favorite holidays. It's not marked by some sort of occult references in any way. <laughs> yes yeah don't don't well you just have to fight through the Dvorak version oh yeah yeah is that the one where they said no I don't think there's ever been a worse one than uh, the Dr. Future politics of religion conference version oh he had a, a Thanksgiving talk yeah he, he said the the white man came I, I, I'm totally paraphrasing if I'm wrong everybody can just let me know about it <laughs> But from what I remember, the pilgrims locked some of them in a uh, building and set it on fire. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Seems extreme. I don't remember that. I thought it was just shared some turkey. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's too tame. Too tame well, for, there's, for old Doc Future. I, you know, do you like turkey? I, I am not, I don't know if our relationship has reached a, you know, I'm feeling like 
I'm feeling a charge in my emotions right now. And I don't know if it's because I'm brainwashed. <laughs> you're, you're triggered. The, tur- the turkey is good, or if because I'm frustrated that no one else or a few other people like it. But uh, one thing I will say about Oklahoma, mildly off topic, but not at all. I was driving to pick up my son from school today, and there was two turkeys on the side of the road just walking around. So you don't often see that in you don't see that in the Northwest at all. But yeah, wild turkeys. There were turkeys where I I lived. Oh, really? Northwest. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, we we'd see them out on the street. Yeah, we had wild some turkeys. some turkeys. But anyway, I do like turkey if it's cooked well. I think, and I like all the. I'm I'm old school, man. I like the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing, the, the turkey. I'm into it. So I like turkey more than chicken. Okay. But you like ham more than turkey. Ham more than... It, it, basically anything from a pig or a cow more than turkey. Yeah. 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 I get that. I get that. And yeah. so I was I was just, you know, the uh, Sharps Barbecue here in Piedmont. Mm-hmm. They're uh, offering smoked ham, smoked turkey. And I'm like, you know, I know you're planning on cooking a turkey while your parents are here, but... We could do that ham. We could get a smoked ham. Like, yeah. No, ham's for Christmas. It's like, well. Is that what she said? Yeah. She's a purist. I love it. Yeah. I actually feel the same way. Turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Christmas. I'm like, we can, I will eat ham again. <laughs> of course, I will not, <laughs> I will not refuse. But uh, no, I, I do like turkey. It's just, you know. Do you like pork like, chops more than turkey? Um, pork chops are tough. Good turkey, better than good pork. turkey is better than bad pork chops. But a really good pork chop, yeah, I like it more than turkey. Oh man! Wow, I didn't know that you were a member of Al Qaeda. Don't like turkey. <laughs> so I didn't know how anti-American you really were. Do you really even believe in America first, Andrew? <laughs> It's uh you you get I'm Al Qaeda from the fact that I enjoy pork. <laughs> <laughs> One thinks you may be mildly confused. <laughs> it's uh well, you know, the nine eleven hijackers did a lot of very uh non stereotypical is Islam things, so yeah. Doing cocaine with hookers is not usually <laughs> not usually in a, the- a devout man on his way to heaven. About Muslim man. Well, all right. I am also thankful for all of you. Yes, very thankful for all of our listeners and supporters. And even though we don't get Adam Curry on our podcast, thank you for listening. Hey, never say never, my friend. Well, I, you know, there's. Yes. Maybe you should just do like Revelations Radio News interviews and then if I'm here great and if I'm if I'm not here then you still have the interview. Well there you go. Yeah. We could we could nerd out. Uh, use Linux Mint for your home computer and you use Graphene OS for your main phone. Let's talk. <laughs> How much do you know about these things? Yeah, you, yes, that Adam Curry would enjoy talking about those things with you. There you go. 
So anyway, uh, it was awesome that he was on Canary Cry. I'm looking forward to listening to that episode. I'll try and link it up in the show notes so everybody has a chance to go and check that out as well. Thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate each and every one of you. If it wasn't for you, this show would not work. And we do greatly appreciate you being here and listening to us week after week. Uh, here from my family to yours, I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and we appreciate you. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say we're in-